Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Light Up Your Night. I'm your host, Tiffany, and today I'm joined by a very special guest, Esther Geraldine. <laughs> so today we're actually going to be continuing our episode, our previous episode on the good, the bad, the ugly on internet fame. And Esther's here to share about her experience with internet fame with us. So Esther, how are you? How have you been? You with school stuff, but other than that, good. <laughs> school stuff, yeah. So I know that Jakarta and the whole of Indonesia basically is in lockdown. Have you been doing anything fun recently or like staying home? Mm, I've been staying home. The most fun I've gone recently is just going grocery shopping. <laughs> yeah, that is I feel you. But grocery shopping is pretty fun, though. It's pretty fun. I would say it's pretty fun. I mean, it is. stay safe, guys. Stay safe. If you need to go out, please go out when necessary. <laughs> But anyway, thank you so much, Esther, for coming on to this podcast with us. So for those of you who don't know Esther, Esther is an absolutely stunning and talented singer. Um, and you guys should totally listen to her first single, her new single, Rarity. Oh my God, girl. Yeah. I love that song so much. I love it. That, that one was like, per, exactly. I could have been your woman, could have been your best friend, could have been your rarity. Like the song slaps, guys. So actually, yeah, Esther, let's let's talk about that one. Like, what 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 inspired you to write that song? Um, I've always wanted to write like a R and B type of vibey song, and I feel like the Indonesian market lacks songs like that. I know it's kind of appearing a bit more and more nowadays, but it's still not normalized in the industry. So I was like, hmm, I should kind of pour out my feelings from like real life experiences into like an R and B song. And that's my baby right there. Rarity is my first baby. I'm so glad you like it. I, I love it. So oh scared. my god! Like, okay, please take this as a compliment, but it gives me like Nikki vibes, you know. And I swear, I saved it to my playlist. I was like, this song is the song that I'm gonna use to get ready when I'm going like on a revenge, revenge like <laughs> selfie post. You know, like you lost me. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, is there any other meaning behind it, or is it just like could have been your woman? could have been your woman i mean it's more of like a you know those songs where i like what you said like revenge selfie <laughs> <laughs> that's totally the vibe i was going for like it's your loss i could have been your wifey but too late you know exactly. that was kind of like the meaning behind the song is more of like you know how girls go through like the denial phase after they break up and then after yeah that, kind of come into the phase where they realize things that damn that wasn't worth it. Like that wasn't worth the heartbreak. And I should like love myself. And I know that I'm worthy of acceptance. I know that I'm I'm a rarity. So I feel like that song is I wrote it with woman empowerment in my mind. And I feel like the song is for those girls who are going through that phase where they don't like they don't realize that they're worth it yet. Especially that, yeah. in really low moments after, you know, getting your heart broken and things like that. So yeah. yeah, this is like a female empowerment. I love that guys um everyone should have rarity mentality like for for real like everyone should have rarity mentality yeah. so speaking of like the songs and everything will you be releasing more songs I am planning to release a single that's gonna lead into an EP hopefully before the end of this year 
Oh my God. Exciting. Exciting. Can't wait for that. Guys, be sure to look for to look forward to that because Esther is just absolutely talented. She is absolutely talented. So like speaking about music and again, like, do you have a dream music collab? I would love to. This is like my, I dream big. <laughs> but it's okay. I would love to write with Doja Cat someday. I know that's a very modern answer, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. she's actually super underrated considering her last album, her pen game is crazy. That girl I, is like the next Beyonce. She's I, I crazy. Agree, I agree. People sleep on her. I, I love know. her lyrics. I love her composition. And she's not just like a TikTok famous celebrity, you know? Like she's yeah, actually yeah, yeah. a good writer. And she's I know. She's absolutely like, talented. I love Doja. And I think her voice is so versatile. You know how she switches from singing to rapping. And then like she I does know. all these different like styles of singing her music. Oh my yeah. God. Literally a queen. A queen. Like Doja. Yeah. Doja, you're so talented. Please do this collab with Esther Geraldine like (laughs) we need that we need that that. it's it's gonna save us it's gonna save us from COVID-19 for real that collab (laughs) it's gonna save us so like getting into music and all Esther like where did your music career really begin like where what started it all like were there any inspirations maybe I grew up with a in a pretty musical family um my parents were both like they led worship in church my dad played the guitars my mom my mom was actually a dancer and Ooh. all of my cousins are also very you know um active in the creative industry and i grew up with friends who also like does music so i feel like i just grew up in a very musical community but specifically when my music career started i actually have released songs before but it's not it doesn't have my sound yet. Like I wasn't, the, it wasn't the peak of Esther. So <laughs> I came to like omit the past. So I would say like officially debut is this song. And I feel like it started because I just, like what I said before, I feel like we just need more English um, music in this industry in Indonesia. Yeah. And I know it's probably not super accepted yet because I know people are um, a bit iffy when it comes to any other language than Bahasa. Yeah. I'm like, I don't care. Let me just be the one who normalizes it. Let's yeah, go. I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for you. So, like, have you ever Thank seen you. yourself going like international? Like, you know how Rich Brian, Warren Hugh, yeah. and all these Indonesian artists they go abroad to like make their name. Do you ever mm-hmm. like plan to do that? That's actually my goal. I would love to like go international because I know that if my music isn't accepted here it would definitely be accepted out there. And that's a big yeah. thing to say. Every person or every interviewer or host that I've, you know, had an interview with, they would always say that, oh, I thought I thought this was an international song. Like, I thought this was an outside artist. And that's kind of like what I'm aiming for. Because I don't want to, you know how in the Indonesian music industry, all the songs are like, like, or like, yeah, like <laughs> yeah. But they don't really what have the radio? energy, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, no offense, but everything sounds the same now, and I want to, I want to bring something different to the community. So I would definitely love to go international. Absolutely. Yeah. See, for all you listeners looking for like Indonesian artists with like that baddie B breakup vibe, but like basically just 
a bad B mentality song, listen to Esther's Rarity. I cannot stress this enough. Listen to it and stream it. Share it on all your platforms. Do it. <laughs> but also, Esther, like you went on Indonesian Idol a few years back, right? How, how was that experience, like all in all? It was weird, definitely weird, but it was a really good and needed, much needed experience for me. Because I've never actually entered competitions like that. Like my parents would never, they did, it's not that they didn't allow me, it was just wasn't, it wasn't our thing to enter mm-hmm. competitions. And I feel like it was really weird because it was the first time where I actually saw like how the industry worked behind the scenes and how competitive these kind of competitions get. And I feel like if it weren't for that experience, I wouldn't have, you know, kind of made my decision to dive into the music industry like I am doing right now. Yeah. And the experience there was really fun. Like I made new friends that are family now. And like, I know a lot of people in the industry and it led me to a lot of connections. So it was a really good experience overall. Oh, that's that's a great big plus for me to like more opportunities, more connections. That's so fun. That sounds so fun. So because you grew up in a really creative, talented family, your family, obviously, like they they do feel very supportive with you pursuing this career of music, right? Yeah, absolutely. They're the ones who actually push me and motivate me to actually be in the industry. Because at first I wasn't I didn't want to be a singer. I wanted to be the person in the background. I wanted to write songs for other people, but my parents saw something different in me and they thought that I was destined to do something greater. So they were really supportive. They're the ones who keep like pushing me and like telling me that Esther, you can do this, you can do this, just go through with it. Yeah. So I'm really thankful. Yeah. And look where you are now. You're like absolutely amazing. Love you. Yeah. <laughs> Love you. So <laughs> thank you. Growing up, you've never seen yourself actually like be the one in the spotlight either. Like you've always seen yourself be in the background. So mm-hmm. if, okay, let's say if you didn't um, grow big on the internet with your whole single, going on Indonesian Idol and everything, where would you see yourself actually? Um, I would definitely still be in the same area. Um, I feel like I would definitely be in the creative industry still, maybe not as a singer, but maybe as like a choreographer or a director, or maybe even something in like design, like graphic design or something in fashion. But I'm very creative. Like, I don't think I could handle a nine to five cubicle office (laughs) worker job. If you are, like props to you. I have the biggest respect for those people, but like, I don't think I can do it. I would just get so stressed out. I would cry every day. I can't. Right? I think I just feel like I'm so boxed into like one category. But I just feel like, oh no. I I get you. I get you. Yeah. So like, again, with growing up, did you always have that want to be famous? Or like be internet famous in general? Like, was there that want? I mean, it was there. Because as a kid, I was such an attention seeker. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I was... I was that kid. I was that theater kid who was such a diva to everyone. It was so annoying. I'm not like that anymore, I promise. But that was me as a kid. I loved being on stage. I loved being in front of people. But at the same time, I like uh, it gets tiring. And that's kind of why I decided I didn't like being in the spotlight. But then now I am like, how funny life goes. 
Yeah, it is funny though. A bit, I mean, like at least you grew from being that diva, right? Self-growth, guys. Self-growth. So again, with being in the spotlight, how does being in the spotlight now cause you to behave? Like, are you more careful around people? Because, you know, there's some people out there who, who are like, they backstab yeah. you. Or, you know, are you like more careful with what you post as well, maybe? Or, yeah, like, how how, do, how does that affect you from being in the spotlight? It definitely does change the way, the way I behave. And I kind of noticed this as soon as I, um, as soon as like the first few episodes of Indonesian Idol um, was released. and you know how Indonesian Idol is a really big platform and it's inevitable for you to not like gain way more followers on Instagram and on your social medias. So when the first few episodes was released, I gained so many followers and I realized that, wow, the people who like see me on social media aren't just my friends and family anymore. It's like people that I don't know. Mm. So it kind of changed the way I, like it kind of changed my mindset to be like, oh crap, I really need to watch what I post because Especially in a generation where, like, the internet is forever and you can yeah. easily get canceled for, like, the most stupid things that you tweeted years and years ago or something. So I feel like that started when I gained more followers and I'm like, oh, no, people who I don't know are going to look up to me. Mm-hmm. People who might um, be influenced by me, like, I have to inevitably look out for what I'm posting for the entire world to see, Yeah, you know? So, and not just that, I feel like it kind of also motivates me to speak up about a lot of more issues in this current times, in this generation, because even though my followers are still not a lot, like I, it, it's still, it's still a lot of people that see what I post, right? Mm-hmm. So my mindset now is that now that I've gained a bit more of a platform, um, if I can change at least one person's life from the things that I post or from the things that I speak up about, I would totally love to do that. So I find myself like speaking up more and more about like feminism and racism and things like that. Cause I mean, what's, what good is a platform if you're not going to use it for good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really wise guys. Let's, let's quote Esther on that. Let's quote Esther on that. That was really beautiful. But yeah, I mean, that means like the internet, like being in the spotlight, it also, kind of makes you learn right yeah yeah so having a platform or like being an influencer you could say being an influencer like what do you think is the biggest issue or like the biggest delta that it's like inevitable it's always there when you're an influencer like an issue um I feel like my answer to that would be you can't please everyone because growing up, both of my parents are in the spotlight because they're both like lead pastors of my old church. And like a lot of people look up to them. And me being the only child, people kind of look to me too. Like I have to kind of um, carry their reputation. So as a kid, I was always like very um, self-conscious about what people think of me and like things like that. And I wouldn't want to like... Um, you know, embarrass my parents or humiliate them in any mm-hmm. way. So I grew up very, very perfectionist. I grew up very people pleaser. But growing up and like now that I'm more mature, or at least that I know better, I know that you can't really please everyone. There's always yeah. going to be at least one person who has 
um, something to say against you or has an opinion that you won't necessarily agree with. So I feel like now that I've gained a bigger platform, I realize that I really can't please everyone. Like not everybody yeah. is going to be happy with what I do. And I can't do anything to change that. That's the thing that I should understand and other people should understand that you don't have to. Like it's not your responsibility to make everyone happy. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I totally get you on the people yeah. pleaser part. Like same here. <laughs> But definitely I agree like it must be really hard especially I don't think I would ever like make it to be in your position because I know I just be constantly jealous of other people who are getting like let's say more likes than I am I like seeing that people are leaving hate comments as well that would probably destroy me so yeah. maybe, it's a, maybe it's a good thing I'm not famous but but <laughs> maybe, it's good, maybe it's a good thing like my mental health is just not it's just not for it but Like, yeah, because being an influencer and in this, like, there's so much more people now who are being influencers and everything. There's always that constant competition, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, like, have has that competition ever got to you? Like, did that ever, like, take a toll on how you, like, like, your mental yeah. health, on, like, everything? Especially in this generation, like, we have a lot of young people who are super super talented you see it on tiktok those are tiktok like you look at billy eilish she's like what two years younger than me and she's already like selling worldwide i'm like that's crazy and i feel like because this world is so competitive now like everybody's like mm. trying to get the, the like more likes more followers who have like people see you with numbers in their eyes not yeah. just as a human being so i feel like because our industry is so competitive it kind of forces you to compete with other people and like it does take a toll on my mental health it it makes me question myself and question mm -hmm. whether should i even do this should i even be doing this like i don't think i'm talented enough compared to a i don't think i can I don't think I'm as pretty as B and it just makes you question yourself and it's like a balloon if I'm going to make an analogy. Yeah. So when you blow up a balloon, it's really hard to blow and it takes a lot of effort to make it like a big balloon, right? Mm -hmm. But it takes like just one needle or one sharp object to kind of like explode it and then you have to start all over again. That's, that's what I feel. That's what I personally see mental health as. Like, it's mm. really hard to grow your self-esteem. Yeah. It's really hard to grow your purity with yourself. But then you see one hate comment or you see somebody else as a competition and it just destroys everything you've worked really hard yeah. for. Yeah. And yeah, it does take a toll on your mental health, definitely. So, like, how did you deal with that? Like, okay, actually, no, let's circle back to, like, the hate comments and everything. Has have have you ever like had people like hate on you? Because you know now on the internet there's so many people who hate on people for some unnecessary reasons. You know, some people hate on people yeah. for their looks, and like looks are something that most of the time they can't change, right? But then you have people hating you on that, and it's just unnecessary. Or maybe even people invading your privacy, like in the internet. You know, because there are some creeps out there. <laughs> have you ever had experiences with those? um i've definitely had like people dm me really weird mean things um because 
I feel like the standard of beauty in Indonesia is like white with long black hair. Yeah. And like we have a lot of I'm, I hate this so much about our country, but we have a lot of brands that really push whitening creams to your face. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I feel like um, dark skinned girls or like tan tanner like girls on the tanner side are always seen as like kampungan or like mm-hmm. and I feel like there's a lot of people with still with that mindset a very traditional mindset that like if you're darker then you're poor or you're not as intelligent or something and I've had like DMs insinuating that in my Instagram but I feel like for me personally because of my personality I'm very direct to those type of people because this is my mindset. This is my principle. If you don't know me that well, then you have no right to say anything. Like your opinion isn't really valid to me because you don't know me that well. But yeah. if those kind of comments come from like people that I actually know, like people that I'm I'm friends with or family with, then I would totally be down for a confrontation or like a, a conversation about what they yeah. said, especially it's like constructive criticism but if it's like hate comments or just weird opinionated comments that it's it's come it comes from people that i don't really know or people who don't know me and doesn't know what goes on behind the scenes and doesn't understand me then i don't i tend to try to not think too much about it because at the end of the day like you don't know what's going on behind the scenes like you don't know my life exactly yeah i tend to just brush it off Mm-hmm. yeah yeah I think that's what's so sad about like a lot of influencers nowadays because um yeah. I, I actually have like a few people who like know influencers pretty close and they're always getting hate for like such unnecessary reasons like especially in Indonesia where their their mindset will be traditional right sometimes in the way they dress the Indonesians yeah. don't like it and they bash them for it but like where would you want to wear really and some of them even like like when just showing a little skin like let's say like a tank top that's not even like showing a lot of cleavage just your arms then so many people bash you for that it's like or no even weirder it's like you know how i know and you expect us to wear like long sleeves all the time like i mean a respect for people who can do that like my body's just not made for that kind of like climate weather you know but like you know what I hate the most too is like now on TikTok, let's say if you go on a pretty girl, like in pretty Indonesian pretty girls punya comment section, usually you see these like really weird comments kaya, or like they just say what color was the building because they were focused on something else that was the girl, but like, you know, like her specific chest area, whatever. Like that's what I hate so much about like these, these Indonesian comments. Like what, what, are, what would you think? What do you think? I absolutely agree. Because the thing is, for me personally, just keep your opinions to yourself. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it. Like, you don't have the right to comment on other people's bodies, nor on what they wear. Yanka, yeah. you don't have to agree with something, but you don't have to, like, shun them for a juga. Because for me personally, um, there's even though I don't agree with certain ways people dress, for certain occasions okay i'm not gonna shame them for it like just do whatever makes you happy you get yang yeah. penting what concerns me is just you don't have the right to say that to people Mm-mm. yang kayak 
if you that's just my mindset like don't do something to someone else that you wouldn't have done to you like how would you feel if you were judged how would you feel if you were um shamed or humiliated for something you you just wear or how you are like if you don't like it when people do that to you don't do it to other people you know yeah like my okay, mindset is just always, always put yourself in other people's shoes mm-hmm. that's, that's you're not really that's really wise See, guys, Esther like the world doesn't revolve around you, guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, okay, going back to the sorry, the Indonesian TikTok comments. Yang kayak ini pasti ping ya. When they comment that, mm-hmm. they, and like people like they reply to it like ih jijik banget. They're like, itu kan compliment. Like that's a compliment. No, it's not. It's oh weird. God. It's no, weird. No. That is that is like harassment <laughs> in some form. Yeah. Like first of all, why are you thinking of this girls? And some of them are minors, you know, like the ones who they comment on. They're like mostly minors, right? They're below eighteen. Then you have all these old Indonesian men commenting that, and it's just like, you are you're disgusting. Like that is so that is weird. <laughs> so, like, do you do you feel like being in the spotlight as well? Like, has there any been, you know, cloud chasers, you know, people treating you differently so they can get a little, little, like, taste of your fame or whatever? <laughs> um, that's, these are really good questions, by the way. Like, I've <laughs> never you. had an interview like this. I love it. Thank and you, thank you. In English. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, quite the opposite actually quite the contrary i've had people kind of distance themselves from me because i've been gaining popularity i think distancing themselves because they think i'm the different person you know because uh, they think yeah. that naturally fame comes with comes with a change of personality and they think that oh now she's such a diva or now she's like now that she's famous she's not going to care about us anymore so i'm not going to make the effort to be friends with her things uh, like that And I feel like it's valid, but at the same time, it's very confusing. You don't really need to distance. I'm still the same person. Mm-hmm. Like fame is not gonna change me. I'm still like, I'm still a little old me. I'm still the Esther that you know. So I feel like there there have been certain people that, okay, they're kind of weirded out now that I'm like going back and forth doing all these interviews and I'm promoting my song as much as I can and I'm like in a lot of in a lot of radios and you can see me in, in some like television programs and they feel like oh she's not the same as anymore but i've never had clout chasers if anything my cousins are clout chasers <laughs> but in a very joking manner they're like Esther, you get like if you get like food or like any sponsored items can you like send some to us too i'm like yeah sure just come over oh yeah actually talking about sponsored items like have you ever received any like Oh my god, like every time someone asks me like Tiff, what do you what's like one career path that you wish you could pursue? And I'm like, I want to be an influencer because people will just be sending me packages to like try on and I'll get like money from that. That is like yeah. what? That is so fun. Like how like have you had that? Like that must have been so fun. I mean, I've never been paid to do promotion, but I I get a lot of endorsements. Um And it's mostly food, so I'm so happy. Oh my god, that's know why, the best though. That's the best. I know. Oh, it's the best. Yeah, like food and clothes. That's food the only clothes, thing exactly. that I would love. For endorsing, yeah, for endorsing. <laughs> I know, it's just like, 
every time I see like these these influencers, these local influencers, and they're just getting like, oh, thank you so much at this Instagram store for sending me this lovely package. I'm like, oh my god, I wish that was me. <laughs> I know. Not not for the fame, for the for the packages, the free packages of clothes, food. food. Oh my god, like that's that's the life. I want that. <laughs> but oh yeah, and then you said something about like how most of your interviews were in Indonesian too, right? Do you usually do them like yeah. what's, what's your main language? Either do you use English or Indonesian more? I do. I absolutely use English more. Okay, international sorry. student sorry. problems. I know, like we're so we're westernized. Like my Indonesian is so bad. I can't I can't speak formal Indonesian at all. Like it's terrible. It's but terrible. my but my Indonesian has gotten better since these interviews. I feel like I'm learning more Indonesian words. I'm so sad. Wow, our generation is so sad. It is. It's kind of sad. It's kind of sad. But it's okay, Esther. <laughs> at least you're getting endorsements for like food and everything. It's chill. Yeah, it's chill, Esther. It's chill. So, yeah. like, okay, we we kind of already talked about how you deal with hate comments and, like, all those unnecessary hate. But, like, other issues such as, like, people invading your privacy, has that ever happened to you? Like, let's say people just want to know too much about your life. Because I know some people, they have, like, they had had their stuff exposed out on the internet or they were forced to, like, uh. talk about something that they didn't really feel comfortable sharing with the entire world but because like pe- they were people they were they were kind of pressured to do that right like have you ever had those or yeah I actually do and that happens almost in every interview that I've Ooh. done okay hopefully yeah. I'm not doing it to you now right <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> okay thank god no worries you're cool <laughs> you're cool but it's very um these are questions that I feel like is similar it's honestly normal, but I feel very uncomfortable about it because it's very like prying into my life. And usually these questions come in the form of like, oh, what's your relationship status now? Or you know how rarity is about a personal experience for me. Yeah. But that's 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 the only thing that I say. That's how far I go with what rarity is about. But people would like pry even more. And it's okay. Like, I know that's their job, but at the same time, I'm a bit uncomfortable with it, but I just have to go with the flow. They would ask me things like, oh, so if Rarity was about a personal experience, is it because of a breakup? Like, what did the guy do to you? Like, Mm. just things like that. That I feel like, yeah, it's a valid question, I guess. And I feel like that's a reporter or a journalist's job to kind of get this, the gossip, like the juicy details. Yeah. But at the same time, like, you don't need to know that. Like, that's like, not a very a little too like, far. Just ask me about too hard. Yeah, just ask, yeah. ask me about the song. You don't have to ask me about like what happened behind the scenes and things like that. Because mm-hmm. I'm really not really that comfortable talking about it. Because Kasian the guy you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. That's yeah. the guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just my story. No, yeah. I mean it's not Kasian the guy because he lost a rarity. Like, first of all, he lost a rarity. So. That's your last yeah. guy. That's your last guy. Like, please stay. <laughs> so, um, for our audience who are considering being influencers or like even singers, like Esther, um, guys, if you want to collab with Esther, like hit her up or something. I don't know. But basically, Esther, do you have any tips for like people who do want to pursue in this like career path? 
because you know how like in our culture especially like in an asian culture as well some families do shame people who want to get into music or in the creative industry in yeah. general because they think it's just like no music like you singing is just a hobby you can't really make money off of it you know there's there's families like those right but luckily you didn't grow up in that kind of family that's that's great but like if you ha- do you have anything to say for people who they they they're pursuing this path yeah I mean, I get asked this question a lot, and my answer is always the same. Just block off your ear to anyone who says otherwise that you can't pursue your dreams because you can't. And I feel like the only thing that that I would love to tell those people is just stay true to yourself. Like, just do whatever makes you happy. And if your family's off, and if your parents don't respect your wishes or like they don't want you pursuing this career because it doesn't make money or isn't as stable as other jobs then maybe find other jobs but then do this on the side because then there's there's this one indonesian rapper if you guys know ramen girl she used to work a nine to five job she used to work like as an office worker like a like you know those office workers that work in a cubicle nine to five jobs but then she would release music on the side and now she's like going international so i feel like do whatever you can to make that dream come true and just one thing that you need to like remember is to stay true to yourself it doesn't matter if maybe your music isn't accepted in this industry as long as what you put out makes you happy it'll be fine Because I wouldn't want to release something that, like, I don't like to listen to myself. Because my goal to release music is that I would, it's music that I, even I would want to listen to. So, yeah, just stay true to yourself. Don't think about other people's opinions and just do whatever makes you happy. Period. See, guys, wise words from Esther Geraldine. The Esther Geraldine. (laughs) Well, guys... Um, we're at the end of our episode so thank you all so much for listening and thank you so much again to Esther for coming on to this podcast to share her experiences and tell us more about herself because she's such an amazing interesting person and again guys stream Rarity it's out on all platforms right? exactly and also the music video that was absolutely beautiful like you guys you guys should watch it like support Esther basically But thank you so much again, Esther. And thank you to all our listeners. We hope to see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.